Film Frontier. It was so beautiful. That was terrible. I that was awful. Not recommended to anyone. Save your money. When's the sequel? I like oh. the part where all the people die. <laughs> Made me cry twice. It's one of the best movies ever made. What did you just say? Best movie since Saving Private Ryan. What? No. <laughs> what did you <laughs> You like that? Film Frontier. Hi, this is uh, Film Frontier, episode two. My name's Luke Purdy. My name's Amy Martin. And I'm John Tilton. Uh, we basically get together um, about once a week or so, and um, yeah, hopefully it'll turn into that something like that. Yeah. That would be until we run out of money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and uh, usually review a film, maybe two films, um, and talk about news in the Hollywood industry. I guess. Yeah, which we didn't do on the last podcast, but I'm gonna go ahead and promise it right now, so we're forced to do it by the end of the show. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Yep. All right. Um, so, Amy, what did we see? Uh, just a few few half an hour ago <laughs> well a half hour ago we just <laughs> you have you, wait okay what <laughs> the film we saw today was the orphanage or el orfanato which is because it's, it's it is a spanish film so it's el orfanato in spanish and the orphanage in english um we're gonna right. go ahead and butcher the names here directed by juan antonio bayano bayana and uh, um, written by sergio G. Sanchez. Um, it's considered, I guess, a 2007 release, but as far as the uh, U.S. release, it's gonna, it came out in 2008. It came out like this weekend. I yeah. Think. Right. Anyways, um, the film is presented by Guillermo del Toro, who, of course, everyone knows at this point from Pan's Labyrinth, as well as um, some of his other films, such as The Devil's Backbone and Kronos. Right, and definitely the thing to keep in mind here is that it's presented, not directed. Yeah, it's something which is my first point. I do want to bring up is this is one of my pet peeves. Uh, the way this film has been advertised is Guillermo del Toro presents the orphanage, and really, he um, he's just presenting it, and he's not the director, he's not the writer. He's not behind um, it, other than bringing it. Yeah, here. so put his name on it. Helped yeah, a little this bit. happens often. Um, Luke, what do you think about? Um, in general. This isn't a genre horror film that I really like all that much. Um, I felt like this did a good job with this kind of movie, of sort of the lonely woman in the house, um, and there's ghosts, and her kid can kind of talk to ghosts, and uh, she has a mystery she has to solve. Um, I feel like they do it a lot, but this was a film that did a good job with that sort of um, genre of horror, I guess. Um, it was pretty scary at a few parts. It's a... It's a very well-done film. I wouldn't say it's a great film. I'd say it's a, a good film. It's scary. It will scare you. Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of jumper moments. We had a very jumpy audience, or it might just because it's a really jumpy film, and uh, Amy was actually sitting the row in front of me, and every time she would jump her chair, the chairs recline, and they would go back and hit, <laughs> hit against my knees. I'm sorry, <laughs> John. I didn't I mean to hit you. spending so much of the percentage of the movie trying to figure out a comfortable position that would also save me from the chair Oh my gosh, back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, it, it didn't matter, but uh, I, I found it quite entertaining. <laughs> so I, I knew you were getting scared at quite a few. It's few true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, I enjoyed the film. I think that it communicated a lot of the things that it wanted to say, and I think it scared me, so I think that it was successful in that way. 
Yeah, the storyline and the themes were clever, but um, it wasn't the greatest film that I've ever seen. Alright. Um, now on to me, I guess. Uh, first of all, this is the kind of movie movies that I, I love seeing. I love the ghost stories, but um, I'm very picky with them. Um, Sixth Sense, just think it's okay. A lot of people hold that really high. And The Ring, another movie where I think is uh, overrated to me, but I still... I, I enjoyed The Ring, but it's not... I'm not a big fan of it. And um, the other one's uh, Devil's Backbone, which is would be my example of highest on my list of this type of movie. Now, The Orphanage sort of plays with that sort of genre, but it doesn't exactly hit the same note, if you know what I mean. Um, a lot of these movies are going after the um, whatever whatever's scary, which is often a child um, in like the form of a ghost, is trying to communicate to the main characters um, what happened to them in their story and trying to get them to get, like, getting vengeance on that. And I felt like that was happening, but it sort of already had happened near the beginning of the film. When I think of a film like this, or this sort of genre, I think of, um, I always use this example, but sort of the godfather of that genre is sort of The Shining, um, of sort of the house and the kid who can see things and um, the ghosts and things that are wrong. Um, and I felt like this was more of an, you know, some people compared this to, or called this um, this year's Pan's Labyrinth, um, mm -hmm. whereas I think this was more of an experiment in scaring people. I, yeah, I think right. it, this is a very different movie, and um, it's, not, I don't think it's like Pan's Labyrinth at all. Me either, in no Besides way. the fact that it's in Spanish. I guess maybe <laughs> this is getting into the spoiler side of this a little bit, but I felt like, um, especially the way they developed, it reminded me a little bit of M. Night Shyamalan, and I know that you're not really a big, a huge fan no, of M. Night. not at all. But um, just creating kind of new ways of scaring people that you haven't seen before and aren't exactly um, um, uh, expecting. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. What do you think? I like that part. I'm not going to say it, but the, the thing with the car crash, if you know what I'm talking about, I thought when in the hand. I thought that, that was just so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> there were, there, some, during a certain part during the film, one of the gentlemen who was sitting next to me, who I didn't know, um, he completely screamed. He let out a little yell. <laughs> and I was not expecting that at all. So, I think that it gets you. And like how John was saying, how you feel tied and connected to her. I think that that's part of why it builds up and is so scary to you because you're so there front and center with her emotionally and it, it keeps you interested in the mystery of the of the story too mm -hmm. like you care about what the character is finding out rather than just caring about um, being scared another time or what's going to pop out next another thing i liked about this movie was um the parallels that it brings in for the um i always like when something little at the beginning has to do with the end and um one of the main things was the, the sort of treasure hunting aspect of it. And when they, when they first bring that back, um, it was at this point in the film where I was sort of feeling like, yeah, this is okay. And then as soon as that hit when she uncovers the, uh, the clue, then um, I was just like, oh, this movie's going to turn awesome. Yeah. And, it, and it did, but it didn't go with the treasure hunting until later in the movie, which I thought, but it still brought me into the moment. Yeah. 
But um, um, and going off of that, uh, the film opens with that shot of the girl playing um, one, two, three, and she turns around. Oh so yeah. Red light, green light game. And when they bring that back, I really yeah, like when they brought that too. back. And because you because you remember that image, it's really scary. And and I like because you, you know it's gonna. I also like at up. this point. Well, it's scary, but at the same time, I didn't feel as scared as other moments because at that time I knew the children weren't intentionally trying to hurt her. Um, and it was her choice. She was choosing to continue to play yeah. the game. But they still they still edited it in a sort of. Especially at the point, but like before the kids started showing up, wasn't it cool? How I guess we're getting into the spoilers here. I won't go too far <laughs> into that, but yeah, I just thought that scene was really scary. My favorite scene in the movie, however, is the uh, television room scene oh, where yes. they have the medium Definitely. in there. Amazing! The fuzziness of the camera sort of it made you feel like you didn't know what was exactly going on, and it made the medium look really freaky because yeah. it sort of distorted her face. And it just made it. It gave it that sort of like it still looked great, but yeah. it had that little fuzziness to it. It reminded me of like Poltergeist, um, sort of uh, where they bring in um, a medium and stuff like that. I thought they did a good job with that here too. One thing I really liked was how they used the house. Like visually, it reminded me a lot of the Omen, the original, not the it. newest one. I haven't seen you. Well, it, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think that it's done very beautifully. Do you, do you agree? I don't think it was very beautiful at all. You didn't, you didn't think which part was beautiful? <laughs> no. Oh. No, no. Do you think that the film was beautiful? Oh, visually? yeah, it was shot very well. Like, I it agree. looked really good. Yeah, and, and especially a lot with the stuff with the lighthouse and um, yeah. the sun images. Mm-hmm. And shadows. Yeah. I, um, what did you guys think of the um, ending? The ending is the part I liked the least. I don't think we should necessarily say what happened. Yeah, um, of course Because not, yeah. that would be a super spoiler. The main ending, where I would say that the main story ends, I thought that it was it was a good idea, but it made me also uncomfortable, and I'm not sure why. And then I wish that they would have just cut it off right there, and there's more after it, more scenes yeah. following it. That they were fine, but I would yeah. have preferred if it was just right there. I mean, with the pills, right there. That part? No, even more after after that, but then I wish that it didn't show more of the Okay, husband. I see what you're saying, yeah. I don't know, I kind of felt like the ending sort of clarified for me that it it kind of was more about the scares than it was about um, other things. At least that's the way I felt okay. about it. That, yeah, because it, it seemed just kind of like this nice, easygoing ending. I guess maybe not easygoing, but... Um, just brings everything together, everything's happy. Happily ever after. Yeah, you know. In I didn't feel like... Sort of. Yeah. Happily ever after. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it kind of gives you this picture of the world, like, I don't know. I, I just thought the ending was a little cliche. Um, so this was this movie's all in Spanish, subtitled. Um, did anyone... How did you guys feel about that? I'm, all, I'm okay with subtitles. Usually okay. by the end of the movie or after I see a film of subtitles... When I go back and I recall the movie, I hear them talking and saying things in my head in English. So I feel like my mind just connects them quite easily. Yeah, and I I bring this up because I thought to myself during this movie, um, I was thinking about the Spanish movies I've been seeing uh, uh, last year, Pan's Labyrinth and Bulbear, which two, um, and I did I saw The Devil's Backbone for the first time last year, and I keep thinking like. I have no judgment for like how good these actors and actresses are in in the movie because 
so much so much of acting is built built around how you use the language, and when you don't know what they're saying, you sort of have to make it up as you go. And mm. then I, f- I feel like it makes I feel like all these foreign language movies almost seem better in my mind because I'm reading the subtitles and sort of acting it out in my mind as it goes. And so it's almost like I'm adding my own character. It, it connects me more to the characters, I think. So where I feel like a lot of people sort of disown the subtitle movies because they feel like it makes a disconnect, where I really, okay. th- during this movie, I was really feeling like it's connecting me to the characters because I have to, I have to translate, so to speak, what they're saying yeah. and act it out myself. And it, I, I feel more close to that character because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out exactly how they would be okay. saying it. I yeah. see what you're saying, but I... I don't know. For me, I feel like I can still feel the emotion in their voice, and I still see them acting. So I think that I know that the good actors are good actors and the bad ones are bad. But I also, uh-huh. I agree with what you're saying. Taking in the time to comprehend exactly what they're saying and kind of putting yourself there probably does. Yeah. I feel that. It brings you closer. And also reading over those words, it helps you to concentrate on the dialogue and the yeah. direction of the conversations, too. Just with subtitled films in general. I'm pro subtitles. And I don't think it made it any less scary to have subtitles either. Oh, not at all. And I thought I thought they did a good job of keeping it keeping it a little bit low key and not scaring you at every available opportunity. Yeah, and and they kept the suspense going you know, without going, taking it too far. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. This was um, for Cloverfield. We had talked about with each other how we felt about the movie. As this one, we didn't now. This was the first movie that I liked for a long time where I walked out of the credits beforehand because one of my traditions is if I like the movie, I stay during the whole credits. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, I leave. Now, I, I'm really sure I told you this, that fact about me, so I didn't know what to... I didn't want to be like, I want to, I want to wait for the whole credits because then you would know. You would know how I felt about the movie and we had agreed not to say anything until... The actual show today, See, that's so. how I was too. I always clap at, in, even in theater, okay. after the movies I like, and I accidentally did today. <laughs> but I don't know if anybody saw me or heard me. So, um, yeah, so I guess I have to break that tradition. But <laughs> or we can <laughs> promise to sit through all the subjects. Well, then I'll be sitting through the ones that, that I don't, don't like. That you don't like and don't really care about. <laughs> that's true. I guess what we could do is we could just close our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard? Was it hard for you not to tell, or? Yeah, like especially on the car ride back, I kept like wanting to say something. Um, yeah, so I would say definitely one of my favorites of this genre. Not one hundred percent happy with the ending, but um, yeah, I really liked it a lot, and um, I would recommend uh, this to anyone who likes the horror genre, who um, who liked Devil's Backbone, who liked The Ring. Um, I think they would also enjoy this movie. Um, I'd say that uh, the film was a solid, well-constructed horror film. Um, if not the deepest, but a lot of horror films aren't anyway. Um, it was scary, um, and it was well done. If you liked films like The Others, um, or The Sixth Sense, I think that this that you'll like this film. I really enjoyed this film. I thought that it was very well done. And it's not my favorite genre, but I don't want to hold that against it. The suspense build-up was excellent. It was visually beautiful. And the story was clever and well put together. All right, so uh, uh, the trailer for Defiance got released. Um, it's a movie starring Daniel Craig um, from the director of Blood Diamond and Glory. 
as we learned from the trailer. Uh, none of us, none of us watched it until we, we just now with each other. Um, so, what'd you guys think about it? I'll see it. I'm, I'm excited to see it because I, I enjoy the World War Two, movies like, lots of different angles and lots of different perspectives, and this is just another one. Okay. Um, I like Daniel Craig. On the other side, it kind of, I don't know, is this being released in January, you know? I don't, I don't know. It, what, it looks to it me, it has a little bit of the vibe of sort of a failed Oscar bait release. And yeah. That's kind of well, is that I fall 2008? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was kind of the vibe I got out of it. It might be a really good film. I, uh, maybe they, they'll release a better trailer. Yeah, I, I thought the trailer was actually really well edited, but, um... I'm I'm not too much of a sucker for these type types of movies, but although I do have a trend of not thinking the movie looks too interesting, and then it gets a lot of Oscar buzz later, like um, Atonement or There Will Be Blood or um, just stuff like that, where I sort of watch a trailer, I'm like, okay, I probably won't see that, and then it starts getting a lot of attention. I do end see seeing it and liking it, so um, I guess we'll see. I I sort of feel like Daniel Craig isn't pulling off the James Bond sort of thing that... Like, every time I see him, I think James Bond. That's what I thought and as soon as I saw his face I, in the I feel, like that, I feel like that hurts him. And, and it feels like he's doing so many big movies. Like, um, you just got finished Golden Compass, and now doing another... You're seeing him all over the place, and I don't remember seeing... He's become a celebrity really fast since yeah. James Bond. One thing I always keep in mind when watching a trailer is that it's not the whole movie, and it, I, mm-hmm. it's only portraying a little part, because that's how the publicist wants it to be sent out, and it's not always exactly how the director wants it, and it's not always exactly what the movie's meant to be. Like M. Night Shyamalan, his, how his films are portrayed in their trailers are nothing at all what they're like. Except the, when his film. name pops up in the trailer, I know I'm not going to like it. So. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Oh. Anyways, so, yeah, I'm not interested now, but who knows, I might be. We'll um, see. Yeah, th- at the moment, to me, it looks like just another, another World War II movie, but, yeah, check it out. Um, this has been the second episode of uh, Film Frontier. I'm John Tilson. I'm Amy Martin. I'm Luke Party.